Welcome, this is Leading with Spirit, the show that gives you an in-depth look at topics like what it takes to navigate your spiritual journey, how to heal yourself and grow your spiritual gifts, and balanced practices to expand your business and your spiritual leadership. I'm your host, Spirit Bird, shamanic teacher, healer, and author, here to guide you on your journey to becoming your most potent spiritual leader. Hello and welcome. Very excited to have with me today, Jan Caniente. Jan is a shamanic healer and Reiki master teacher. She has over 20 years of experience in the creative and healing arts industry. She utilizes a lot of modalities, including meditation, henna, reflexology, tarot, Reiki, and of course, shamanic healing to assist her clients on their healing journey. And so welcome, Jan. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you. It's an honor to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Mm -hmm. So to get started, I'd love to hear uh, a little bit more just about you and um, what brought you to the healing arts. So um, I'm going to jump back Um, about 30 years ago. I began a career as a manicurist. And um, part of that was doing a lot of hand and foot massage. And I, at the time, would have clients um, reaching out to me and expressing, oh, you know, when you were massaging my foot, uh, it felt so good, but um, I could really feel heat, like just radiating from your hands, or I felt like sensations through my body. And while I didn't really know how to process that, I didn't know what they were experiencing, but um, it was at a later time through my personal journey with yoga and meditation um, that I realized how passionate I was about learning more about spirituality and the healing arts. And then I started to... um, undergo training in Reiki and energy healing and understanding the chakras. So um, it's just interesting how that my job as a manicurist kind of moved me into the healing arts, just working with clients and um, being there. Also, a lot of them would say, oh, I just love talking to you. You know, strangers come to me and they just tell me everything that's going on in their life, which is great. Um, so I just at that time wondered, what is it? You know, why do I attract this um, to my life, my personal and professional, um, both aspects there? And like I said, it was once I got into the healing arts and learning more um, I, it just helped me to understand what my path was as a healer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll jump back a little bit, a little, a little further before, did you wait, did you consider yourself a spiritual person before that? Is that something that was kind of open to you already or? Um, yeah, it was, I would say, you know, in my childhood, um, we went to church. I, we, I grew up Roman Catholic. I think more in my young adult life, I started to explore, um, different teachings, Um, And it was through that, that, you know, it just kind of opened me up to different experiences and different people and different teachings. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Great. Yeah. Um, I love the entry point with, um, you know, with self-care and body care and working with clients in that way as well. Um, Because there's so many um, people, especially women, I think that are essentially caretakers in some way of other people. 
And I think it gets overlooked with how deep that work actually goes um, and how meaningful and impactful it can be for people in our lives. It is. It can be quite profound. And sometimes I don't even, I don't think that we even realize, you know, how much, well, of course, we, this is something that you've taught is like nur- that nurturing part of you and how, how we can give, 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 give. Mm-hmm. And we're overcome with that, that we just, we forget, we lose ourselves mm-hmm. and taking care of ourselves. So that was always something that I connected with when it comes to like just that connection with clients mm. and understanding that. Mm. That that they they deserve some caring in return. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. So then you started, so you came in through yoga and meditation and started uh, learning and teaching Reiki and you still uh, teach Reiki, correct? I do. I still am teaching. I'm in my um, 12th year now of being certified. And um, I I waited a while before I started to teach. A lot of it was just um, gaining the confidence to get out there and do it. But I enjoy it so much. I I just love teaching, especially in a, um, well, in a smaller group setting, I enjoy that. And now too, with the way the world is running nowadays, I'm enjoying a lot of the virtual um, offerings and connections too. Right. Yeah. What do you remember? I'm so curious now that we're talking about this. Do you remember your first class that you taught? Um, my first class that I taught, um, yes. I do. And it was actually, it would have been in like 2016, 17, around the same time of the year, because I had actually a social media memory come up, reminding me of that day and, um, and how nervous I was. And I was sitting in my car, just like, you know, just overthinking everything and running through scripts and everything I wanted to talk about. But it, of course, it went much smoother than that but I recall sitting out in my car and I'm sitting there and this big huge butterfly came and landed right on the window next to me and it just it was amazing it just brought me like this um, moment of just peace and joy and and from there on I didn't even think about how nervous I was Mm. so it's nice to see that butterfly come up once a year on my (laughs) social media oh beautiful (laughs) When did you, do you remember what was going through your head when you decided to start offering the um, Reiki training? Um, yeah, I would say a big thing was, um, you know, I had been certified as a teacher at that point for seven, maybe six, seven years. So a big thing for me is like, why did I wait so long mm. to start teaching, you know? But that's okay, I, because it um, kind of forced me to take a look at that. Like, why did you wait? Is it, you know, were you not confident enough? Well, yeah, you know, but I was always, I, I'm somebody too that feels like, oh, it's not, this isn't perfect yet. I've got to get this perfect before I move on. And that's not true. So um, now I'm offering it more frequently Um, And I'm having people actually reach out when I don't have classes scheduled. So it's nice to keep that flow going. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
So um, tell us a little bit more about when you, uh, right before you joined shaman school and where you were at and what piqued your interest or what drew you to that next step. So um, prior to shaman school, I actually stepped away from my um, clientele with my Reiki clientele and I went back to customer service and was working in a salon and spa. Um, and it was nice. Um, you know, I liked the interaction with the people and the clients, but they weren't my clients. <laughs> I wanted, you know, and I, that's, I really wanted that. I, I regret like stepping away from it. Um, I knew a lot of it was I needed to, um, have more clarity too on what it was I wanted to offer. I didn't mm. want to just start up again. And at one time I was offering Reiki healing for every and anything which is not bad, but, you know, I thought that I could, if I could find what I'm like, I don't want to say really good at, but something that I've experienced myself and some, something that I can help others with, um, that I, I would like to tap more into that more of a specialty. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, um, <laughs> I'll throw this question at you too, because I'm also curious, was there, was there anything that happened during the shaman school program that stuck out to you or surprised you in your, in your life? Um, I mean, there's so many things. It's not that I can't think of anything, Katie Jo. It's just there were a lot of takeaways um, with shaman school. But um, um, so a few things. I really learned to trust myself, my intuitions, and the decisions I make. I struggled with that, with that I think, in the past. So that was something that I gained from shaman school. Um, also, learning to honor my feelings and my dreams, desires, and speaking my voice. Um, shaman school kind of highlighted that that's where some healing needed to go. So that helped me there. Um, but I think it was the biggest takeaway that I um, learned to like harness my spiritual gifts and um, best serve others like while well, fulfill, fulfilling what I knew was my life purpose. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Like, it it it's just like a pu puzzle piece is just fitting together. Mm -hmm. and, it, and it felt so good to um, learn your, your, the program was just very, the teachings were very concise and easy to understand and relatable to my own experiences in life. I enjoyed that, mm -hmm. um, that part of it, you know, I've taken other trainings and classes and not that they were bad or anything, but sometimes I just didn't really, um, connect to it. Sure. And that in shaman school, it was, hundred percent connection all the time. <laughs> yeah. You were with, um, you were with, uh, my very first class too. And I mean, I enjoy everybody I work with, but that's special to think back on that and that, yeah. cool especially. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So, so now you are continuing to offer, you started offering your Reiki training again. 
And yes. now you work with people um, one-on-one and you also um, help people with anxiety. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. So my program is an eight week program. I offer it online and um, it just uh, it helps people who suffer um, from anxiety uh, where they feel maybe um, just kind of foggy in the head and, and they can't make clear decisions or, you know, their mental and emotional anguish is uh, manifesting and turning into physical pain. Mm. So um, a few things, but it helps them to gain clarity again, Mm. um, get nice and grounded and centered and be able to release some of the angst that we hold on to, Mm -hmm. um, some of the memories, some of the trauma. Sometimes it's not anything really big, but um, just holding on to it and how that can impact you. Mm. and your well-being um and then you know the benefit is that they've got that clarity and confidence to overcome it without me they they know they've got the tools to um conquer anxiety when i'm not around on a phone call with them or yeah yeah that's such an important part of this work too obviously like the inner work journey can keep going for forever if we want it to Mm -hmm. and also Mm -hmm. um i that's one of the reasons that i love the healing arts is being able to help people get right down to the root of things quickly and move through what's causing the anxiety or their issue and then be able to handle have the tools so just like you said to handle it on their Mm -hmm. own so it's not a need to continue to circle back and circle back and keep working on the same thing over and over and over again. And re and reacting in the same manner that mm. we're used to reacting. Mm-hmm. in. yes, mm-hmm. um, that's true. Um, I'm just trying to think. It's funny that you were talking about that. Well, not funny. I knew we were going to talk about it, but today I was listening to the news and they announced, they said that Michigan, where I am located, mm-hmm. is um, has the highest number of um, anxiety and depression. Oh, interesting. I know. And um, a part of it, they attribute to seasonal disorders. Of course, mm-hmm. um, we have no sun here <laughs> in the winter months, you know, yeah. and it is pretty gloomy, but I thought, wow, that that's pretty, um, that's amazing that we're up there at the top. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you wow. have a suspicion of what that's from besides weather? I, you know, I, I, I can't say really, I, I was, I was shocked, you know, at it. Um, and I wonder how much of a differential, like between us and number two in the country mm-hmm. where they stand too. I said, I, 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 I kind of want to go in and see what that is, yeah, you know, how close it is. Yeah. yeah but, um, definitely shows mental health, you know, how we need, we need this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Did you, do you feel like you had to struggle or battle with anxiety yourself? I did. I think as a young girl, I did. Um, but 
I don't know. Mine was more maybe not that this is a great thing, but like just completely shutting it down, you know, and suppressing feelings and emotion and angst and trying to stay strong um, mm -hmm. versus um, just losing it, like where I feel like I'm losing control. And I know everybody um, has anxiety in different ways, but for me, that's, I think, how it was, mm -hmm. where maybe I didn't see it as anxiety because I was too busy trying to be strong on it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think a lot of folks could relate to that. I certainly can too. And that I'm spending so much energy trying to cover it up. I don't even realize <laughs> what you're doing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. And those yeah. eventually rise up again. So that's not, you know, what you want to do. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Just face it kind of head on and move through it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you have, um, what, what do you feel like helped you move through that in your own life? Um, well, again, I think a lot of it was me delving into the mm -hmm. spiritual um, and healing arts. It truly was just to go to yoga was my church. And I know a lot of people can understand that, you know, or even now a journey, mm -hmm. a shamanic journey or meditation. Um, it's, 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 it helps big time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and for me, everybody's going to be different for me. I need a long time, like to gather my thoughts and kind of, you know, clear things out. Um, I need a lot of alone time. Yeah. Yeah. That, and that's something I think also is sometimes hard for us to ask for if we have spouses or families or mm -hmm. um, situations like that, where even just having, getting to be in a room by yourself. <laughs> Yes. For a little while, yes. it's super important to most people, but it can yes. be hard to ask for sometimes. Yeah. So that was helpful. And then um, the Reiki that was doing self-treatments, that was very helpful. And um, I think just love and support from the people around me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is another question I have for you because I get this a lot. So I, maybe I'll toss it to you. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, people ask a lot the difference between Reiki and shamanic healing. And I know that there's, can be a lot of crossover there, but I wonder what yeah. your opinion on that is. Um, I can, yeah, I see that, um, at the start, even of shaman school with, um, a lot of the work we did on the energy centers and chakras, um, it, it, it was a lot like what I would teach in a class or a workshop or even, um, you know, guiding a meditation. It was very similar. So in that sense, I can see um, the overlap. Um, where, well, with Reiki, a lot of it too, you're not really saying a whole lot. There's a lot of verbal communication in shamanic healing that I didn't do necessarily with hands-on healing. Um, you know, I may ask questions or give them a client the time to talk about what's going on for mm -hmm. them energetically and in their body. But um, outside of that, it's, it's quiet, pretty quiet. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. That's always interesting topic to look into. 
Mm -hmm. So many modalities have a lot of crossover. And of course, they're all, you know, essentially coming from the same place and from human observation and experience. And our system is set up the way it's set up. So of course, we would approach it in some similar capacities. Yes. Um, And actually, I that's what I decided to do was um, integrate the two. So my healing package is um, really a a shamanic Reiki healing. Mm -hmm. And that way, um, a client can also receive uh, distant healing Reiki as we're moving through a journey or shamanic healing session. Yeah, beautiful. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, so where are you at in your business? Are you excited about what you're doing now? Do you do you like it? What what do you do there? Yeah. I do. I'm liking that. Um, So I'm not really doing it full time. I'm really busy with family and personal things going on right now, Mm -hmm. which it's, that's fine. I'm working uh, more part time with it and teaching part time. But um, every now and then too, I've um, had the time um, and opportunity to schedule events um, here and there, more seasonal. So in the summertime, um, over the weekend, we're doing a hike and meditation and shamanic journey with Mm -hmm. some Reiki. So it's not a big event, something small, a little laid back, very relaxing, but um, it's going to be a good weekend. (laughs) Beautiful. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I wonder if you have any thoughts or advice from folks that feel like they or are courting making that jump from what they're doing into the healing arts or even from learning about the healing arts into actually offering something? Say the last part again, the uh, offering. Yeah. Moving from like learning about healing arts to actually offering something. Um, I think something that's important and that you have taught me is clarity on what it is you want to call in. Mm. Mm-hmm. And so before jumping into building your business and that really knowing who it is you want to help, how you can help them and what um, capacity you are willing, what you're willing to give into that, you know, mm. just being very clear on what it is you want. Um, mindset's important too. And, you know, also working on yourself, uh, we all have to do that. And that is, I think a big part of it is it just goes outward from there when you're working on yourself, um, just goes outward to, I mean, touches everything around you, everybody and everything around you. Mm-hmm. So um, healing yourself and then healing your, your the world around you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Any last thoughts or things you'd like to share either about your offers or. Um, let me think. Well, um, I do have the concurring anxiety offer that's on my page, jankennedy.com forward slash concurring anxiety. Um, you can, if you sign up, uh, you get two free coaching um, intention setting calls with the program, which is helpful um, with setting intentions um, from the start of where you're at and where you want to go 
-hmm. with healing your anxiety. You can also follow me on Instagram at Jan B. Kennedy and on Facebook at Jan B. Kennedy shamanic healer and mentor beautiful <laughs> oh that was a lot to get out but thank you <laughs> we'll be sure we'll be sure to post those links in the show notes as well so you can find those easily and yeah thank and you. just again that that offer with the anxiety if you're been dealing with anxiety or struggling with it or trying to suppress it and you are ready to move beyond that i can't recommend jan, jan enough um, Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, be sure to check out those links or give us a DM and we'll set you up with her. <laughs> so thanks again so much for joining me today, Jan. It's been a pleasure, such a pleasure knowing you and a pleasure um, watching you work as well. Um, and you bring a lot of joy wherever you are. So it's been. Same here. You. Thank you so much for having me. It was good seeing you. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye. Have you been hearing the call to expand your spiritual gifts and step into your next level of conscious leadership? If you're a coach, healer, or a spiritual leader, you can learn more about Shaman School and growing your spiritual business on our website, HoltonHealingArts.com, or send me a DM at Holton Healing Arts. Welcome to today's member query episode, where we explore questions about spiritual paths, intuitive gifts, growing a spiritual business, and shamanism. Do you have a question for us? Send us a DM at Holton Healing Arts. This question is from one of our Leading with Spirit Facebook group members, and the question is um, how to get started with shamanism and the shamanic path. Um, which is a wonderful question and probably overlooked by a lot of people. So there are so many really beautiful, wonderful resources out there that you can use to get started and lots of great books, um, you know, not only on the subject, but from the experience of people who have lived the shamanic life. Um, one of the places that I really enjoy um, pointing people to first is to experience shamanic journey. So the way you interact in a journey is also the way that you can interact with the flow of life. So if you learn this practice for yourself, then on your own, you can begin to engage in speaking with the spirit in things, speaking with the flow of life, listening to the earth and having a conversation with your guides. From there, you can go all different kinds of directions and you can make this path as complex or as simple as you want it to be. But I recommend starting with journey work. And if you'd like, you can find um, some free guided shamanic journeys and instructions to get you started on my website You can go to holtonhealingarts.com backslash portal. And there's a whole section on there for you for shamanic journey. I hope you enjoyed this episode of leading with spirit. If you did, please share the link for this episode with your biggest takeaway, tagging me at Holton Healing Arts. It would also support me if you subscribed and left a rating and review of the show so we can support more people living their highest purpose. Until next time, journey on.